You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Business of the Music Business Podcast. I'm Pam Rossi. Well, you can play an instrument, you can sing. Now what do you do? Well, to be a successful musician, you need to know the business side of your craft. If you don't, it's just a hobby. And good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And I uh, have another expert on the phone, <laughs> as I'd like to say. Uh, this time around, I am talking to Andy Reed. Hi, Andy. Hi, Pam. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for taking a few moments and uh, chatting with us today. Uh, Andy Reed is, um, of course, the owner. I don't know if it's co-owner, but owner of the Reed Recording Company uh, in Bay City, Michigan. Calling from Bay City. Are you you the sole person? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's definitely a family business. So hopefully one day my uh, six-year-old little girl will take it over oh, there for you me. Go. <laughs> but as of right now, yeah, it's just it's my my wife and myself. But I'm definitely the the sole uh, operator. But uh, you know, it's it's a family-owned kind of thing. So cool. And it's probably a little more um, personal when it comes to the artist coming in there to record. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the the beautiful part about the the whole gig is is over the the years I've developed all these friendships with the area musicians and even branching as far down south as Detroit and Grand Rapids and and you know you become friends with these people over time from from gigging and stuff like that. So you know them before they come in. So. Mm. Definitely recording people in your own home. These are people that I would invite in as guests and friends anyway. So it's, it's pretty relaxed environment. It definitely takes the pressure off too when it comes to recording because, uh, it can be an intimidating process sometimes when you're, when you're in a large studio and, and, um, putting stuff down to tape. It, it, it can be, uh, pretty nerve wracking. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. Uh, well, let's just, uh, I kind of jumped the gun there, but back up though. So, uh, read recording, you are a producer and basically you produce, um, songs and albums for artists, but you're also a singer songwriter yourself. So you know the other side of it as well. Yeah, uh, producer, recording engineer, uh, you know, I kind of wear a lot of hats. So most of the artists that come in, they, uh, since I have been a songwriter for such a long time, they definitely want my input as far as like arranging and and choosing keys and, and developing other parts and stuff like that. So, you know, wear the producer hat for a little bit. And then, you know, I have to switch to the engineering side and make sure I'm getting good sounds and make sure I'm recording it properly. And uh, so there's lots of different things that are involved in it, but definitely kind of just working with the artist to develop the tune from, from the beginning to the end. And uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I work with a lot of solo artists. So, you know, uh, let's take someone like Amy Petty, for instance, who I knew was recently on your show. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing artist. Uh, you know, she can sing and play with the guitar and that can be good, but sometimes when you're developing an album, you need to add drums and bass and and, and other things like that. And so, since I play a, a variety of instruments, it, it helps to kind of sit with the artist, try some things, and then just kind of build the song, build the recording. I'm sorry, from from start to finish, and and it, it's a it's an extremely fun process. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just kind of a little kind of man of many hats is basically 
what I do at this point. I can't really pinpoint one thing. You kind of have to have your foot in a, in a few different baskets to kind of make it, uh, uh, make a living at it for sure. Okay. Well, from what you just said, it, you know, there's several questions popped in my head, which you know, I'm sure people listening might be in the same predicament there. But uh, let's just start out with, so, um, you know, you said you deal with a lot of people that you know, because, you know, being part of the, uh, you know, on the other side of the fence with the singer songwriter and being an artist yourself. So people come to know you and trust you, which is always a big thing and huge when it comes to, you know, looking for someone to produce your song or your album. And so you've got that, but what happens when someone is not familiar with you and they're looking for someone to do their song, produce their song? Um, you know, I mean, there's gotta be a little, little less, you know, openness of, Hey, why don't you do this or or don't do that? I mean, is that that the norm or not? Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. You hit the nail right on the head. You know, it's definitely you're building someone's trust for sure. So the the thing I usually like to do with someone, um, in you know, ninety five percent of the people that call in uh, and want to uh, set up a meeting or something, they have heard my name from something or have heard a recording that I worked on and liked it enough to give me a call. So what I typically like to do is set up, like I call them like a pre-production meeting, which basically gives us an excuse to go out and have a drink and eat some dinner and talk about music. And, and during that meeting, you know, it's definitely like you get a feel for the other people to make sure, because I mean, it's just as important, uh, for them to make sure I'm the right person for their music as it is for me to make sure that they're the right person for me to, you know, to produce. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's an extremely important decision that I think a lot of people don't really take into consideration because there's, there's a lot of people out there that are really good at different things. So you really want to make sure that the fit is good. So, um, you know, you start your foundation of trust right there, you know, the records that they like and you talk about the what they're going for in their music without even hearing a single note you know and and, and i have to be able to to understand what they're saying and speak the language that they're 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 speaking so it kind of starts there and then as we develop and, and start working on the songs you know you can definitely tell that over time the trust builds up and then we're able to communicate more it's almost like having a new band member you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's like okay he's the new guy uh, let's not, you know, give him much, <laughs> much say at first or, and, and stuff like that. So it's definitely, uh, happens over a period of time, but, but that's extremely important, uh, to have the trust, uh, of your producer and, and, uh, vice versa. You know, I, I want them to, to trust me, uh, because in the end, my goal is to make their music the best that it possibly can be. It has nothing to do with me. It's all about making them the best product uh-huh. uh, that, that we can make. Do you ever check out, like if it's someone, somebody, somebody new that you're not familiar with, do you, um, do you check out their music, you know, go online and, you know, see what they're about and their sound or anything? Or do you like to go in um, just with a totally fresh new thought? from just what they're telling you? Well, yeah, a little bit of both. Um, so I kind of like to get a good idea of what their overall sound is about. And I, you know, you can check out live clips or sometimes they'll send demos, but I try not to like get invested too much in those demos Mm -hmm. because I feel like spontaneity is extremely important. Like I feel like when we get in the room and, and they're playing the song and we're listening to it together and we're listening to it, 
as a studio sound for the first time, it's a whole different animal. So that way we can all act on instinct rather than like, okay, I've been listening to this demo for 12 weeks and here's my idea before we even hit a note. I'd rather create those moments in the studio with the band. So, so that way, you know, I feel like it's much, it's fresher. Everybody, it's more creative for sure. And you don't have any preconceived ideas because the whole idea of being in a studio is to, to get creative with your songs and see where you can take them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so it's nice to be, to kind of start with a clean slate there. Which is uh, a good question too, is um, how much, creativity does a producer um you know give you know they're you're listening to what they're playing and everything i mean you've got a direction i'm sure like you said after you've kind of checked out their sound a little bit but how much uh leeway do you have as far as creating parts of the song well and it's definitely an artist by artist basis for sure so there are some Sometimes when you have a full band that are playing together, been playing together for a long time, that have the song like 95% there. They just need a little bit of icing on the cake. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but then, like I said, there's some artists that come in with just like uh, the acoustic guitar part and the vocal. And, and then, you know, I have, and I always work with the artists. I always, I, I, I can't, I'm not very heavy handed in the way that like, you know, I'm like, okay, it's this way or the highway kind of producer, right? You know, that's a, that's a really big misconception with a lot of the old school producers where they like their word is the law kind of thing. Yeah. I always like to co-produce with the artists because in the end it's their name on the record. They're the ones that have to be happy with it. They always have the final say. So I can inject my ideas. I can give advice. Um, and, and, you know, like that's where the trust comes in. You know, it's like you, you can give, you know, I'll give a hundred percent to my, of myself to the music, but then in the end they can say no to every idea and that's okay. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's their record. So, um, but you know, it rarely does it ever get to that point. It's usually everybody just in the room working together. And, you know, if the bass player has a great drum idea, it's like, you know, hopefully the drummer is comfortable enough with the bass player and, and myself to, to try those things. It's like, you know, it, it you just got to get everybody in the same headspace and everybody on the same even wavelength. And then the doors are open to really try stuff and, and have a good time doing it too. So you'd be surprised how much, how much magic can happen once everybody gets there, gets in that headspace. It's not just like, Oh, I just have to nail my drum part and that's it. You mm-hmm. know, the drummer has to be involved and, and be in the moment to, to try to make the record better in any way you can. So, yeah. um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like one of those things, definitely, uh, uh you know, long story short, it, it all depends on the project for sure. But, uh, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm an equal band member, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it, which is, which is definitely the most fun for me. And, and I would imagine you have to check your egos at the door. <laughs> you know, that probably is a huge Absolutely. thing. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, and that, and that's hard to do. I mean, everybody, every musician, you know, has an ego and, and, and there's no denying that, <laughs> um, we, we can get in our own way. Uh, but yeah, over time, even that's just something I've had to learn, you know? So it's like, I would, use, I would get offended if like someone didn't like my idea at first. I'm like, really? That's a really great idea. You know, <laughs> but sometimes you just have to say, Hey, Andy, it's not, it's, it's their music. 
It's okay. That doesn't mean your idea was bad. Yeah. It just meant they didn't prefer it for their song. So definitely have to, and I think being a musician in general, you have to learn to deal with rejection because mm-hmm. it's, it's such a tough business. And, you know, if you're sending your songs out for airplay or to get reviewed or anything, you know, you, you got to be ready for someone saying, you know, I just don't like that. And it it hurts at first and it stings. It doesn't mean it's bad. Right. I mean, it's art. You know, some people are going to dig it. Some people aren't. And you just have to, you know, that's something you have to build up that thick skin over time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's typical that people will expect that as well. You know, it's they know. I mean, if you've been in the business long enough, you know that, you know. Uh, they people clash, <laughs> you know. Uh, you, you know, egos oh, egos sure. are big, yeah. you know. Sometimes, but you know, and if you and the, not just the producer, but obviously the artist, they have to realize that. And you know, like I said, check your ego at the door, and let's make a good record here. So, absolutely, I, yeah. It, it, and 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 usually everybody's really good about that too. So it, it's it's uh in in the situation I'm in, you know, I'm not dealing with like a lot of bands or artists that are like on major labels and stuff like that. So we don't have like A&R chiming in saying, mm. okay, we need it to be this way. We need it to be this way. It's like, it's 100% in the artist's hands, which is great. Yeah. You know, so, so, um, so everybody in the room, there are the people that are invested in it, you know, which is cool. That makes a difference when you have a record label, a major record label, like you said, you know, Columbia, you know, the A&R, all of them, you know, they, you're, they're paying, you know, they're, they're representing you for a specific sound. So, you know, if you go off on the deep end and get creative, a little too much creativity in a song, they're going to, you know, hey, wait a minute, that's not what we agreed on type type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately, you have to be careful with those. Yeah, so it's really nice to just be, you know, you know, and rarely will I have a situation like that. And it happens. I mean, sometimes if you do like a a song that's for a specific movie or something, we, you know, some outside opinions will come into play and you have to respect those, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm definitely open minded and the artist is open minded. But like I said, in the end, it's still it's still the artist's name on on the song or the record and, and they they get the they get the final say. Okay. Um, I'm going to jump back to something you said earlier, um, uh, that you, you would check out a song and see who produced it is as an artist, uh, is that, uh, you know, a good thing to do or do you want to just go from, you know, I heard this guy was good. I mean, you know, someone needs to find a producer. I would think that's a good way to start or a good place to start is find a music that you like, a song that you like and you love the way it's produced and, go to that producer. Is that pretty normal? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, obviously, um, in a lot of cases, uh, where you live is just as important. So, I mean, you know, a lot of bands from Michigan, you know, they could, they could pick from 200 producers in Nashville, let's say. Mm. Um, whereas in Michigan, there's probably, you know, a dozen to 20 that would fit within the genre that they're making. And budget, of course, is another option that, that, that comes into play. So, you know, it definitely, you can narrow it down. And, and there are, you know, let's say uh, uh, someone wants to make like a singer songwriter Americana type record. And, you know, there's, there's David Roof and Flint, uh, Jacob Rye, who's near Detroit. Uh, there's Dave Feeney, who's at the Temper Mill. There's a lot, uh, Glenn Brown and Lansing. So there's a lot of really great 
producer engineers in Michigan that do that genre. So yeah. So you just kind of like listen to some stuff that they've worked on and uh, maybe even talk to some artists that have worked with, with the different people, you know, that's a good way to do it too, because uh, you know, you can say, Hey, how was your experience working with Andy? You know, was it fun? Did you, you know, what did, did he work fast? I mean, all these things are huge factors, you know, because a band, um, we'll only have X amount of money to, to do this as well. So, right. um, so yeah, all that stuff comes into play and, uh, yeah, I think it's just do as much investigating as you can bef- beforehand. And I mean, that's one thing I like to do is like on my, on my webpage, I have a Spotify playlist of about a hundred and some songs that I've worked on over the past 10 years. And, you know, it's anywhere from rock and roll to singer songwriter to jazz. And it kind of has a little bit of everything. So someone, you know, if someone says they want to hear something, I just kind of point them to there and say, okay, well, listen to this artist. And, and this may be kind of what you're looking for. And, and it helps me, well, it helps them decide if, if they feel like I'm the right person. Okay. So it's good to have all that stuff out there. And, and uh, yeah, just a little bit of investigating on, uh, on the web can go a long way for sure. And uh, is someone that's, is specifically say a producer specifically does the you know we'll just say jazz you know as an artist a jazz artist do you think it's in their best interest to stick with a jazz producer or just for change of a sound go to someone who doesn't do jazz normally what do you think yeah that's a that's a great question i mean it's such a that's a tricky thing because you know there there are tons of people like you know let's take for instance rick rubin who started off in the hip-hop world Mm -hmm. you know and then you can listen to tom petty's wildflowers and it's like that doesn't sound like a hip-hop producer but but (laughs) he's just so good at listening for feel you know he's such Uh a good producer in that way he's all based on the feel of the music so yeah i mean you 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 that's a that is such a it's a great question and it's a tricky question because if if you are the artist and you have it in mind, it's like, I want to make a traditional jazz record. I want to have it sound a certain way. Of course, the safer bet is going to be to go with the, uh, the guy that does jazz the best. Right, right. Right. But if you, but if you're, if you're wanting to explore, if you're wanting to maybe go outside the box, it might be better to, to look for someone else that, that would necessarily come to the table textbook mm-hmm. you know they would they would they would kind of throw the textbook out the window and say okay let's let's do this a different way so it i guess it all depends on your, your where you you want to go as an artist for sure okay. uh if you want to you know play play the safe route definitely you know you're going to get a great sound from that jazz producer you know he's he's the best for a reason he's done it you know right right um but yeah so so that it it, it, it all depends on where you're at with your career there's a big thing to if if you've made like two three jazz records that are very standard, um, you know, do you want to make another one that way, or do you want to think outside the mm-hmm. box and get get weird with stuff? There you go. Yeah. And sometimes for an artist, it's it's good to you know turn a corner and try something totally different. You know, you just never know, right? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Because I mean, a lot of I mean, even the people I'm working with are we're working on their second or third albums. It's like, you know, the first thing we say is like, what are we doing different? You know, that's the yeah. first conversation <laughs> we have. Yeah. And it and it makes it fun for them and it makes it fun for me and everyone involved. So yeah. um it's a you already made you already made that record and it's great. 
and we got it done and it's there, you know? So it's like, what are we going to do now? What can we do to, to push the envelope a little bit? Shake things up a little bit. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So an artist has now, you know, they've, they found songs that they liked and they researched the producers, you know, they've talked to people, they've, you know, you know, heard what, you know, your, the producer can do or not do. So then, you know, once uh, an artist decide, okay, you know, I want to work with producer X, for example, and what are some things that mm-hmm. an artist should look for? Um, well, that's that's another good question. Uh, definitely, it, 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 that that definitely kind of carries over from the last conversation, and I think honestly, one thing that's kind of like hasn't been mentioned yet in our conversation is personality. Oh. <laughs> um, which is a huge factor because, you know, like I said, that meeting of getting together before um before we even play a single note, just to see the personality, because I mean here's someone who's in charge of documenting your art. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, you know, do I like this guy or girl? You know, it, it, it it's gotta be someone that you want to be around. It's gotta be someone that, uh, you feel you can trust. I mean, there's a lot of things that come into the, to that question, experience, um, word of mouth, reputation, all that stuff, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I think that, you know, personality is, is definitely something that kind of gets very underrated. I, you know, that's one thing that when I got into this, this, uh, this career, I kind of had that down before I had the engineering side, because, you know, like I said, I was friends with a lot of these people and I, and I knew what it was like to be in their shoes. So it's like, I could be sympathetic and I could be a good coach and I could be a good cheerleader and I could, you know, know how hard to push someone with before they get frustrated and, and, and things like that. So, I would say personality is numero uno, in my opinion, that that is something that I never would have guessed would be that. Mm. But, you know, you're inviting this person into your little circle, right? Right. So it's like, it's got to be someone that that you can hang with. It's got to be someone that you can talk to and you can text at night and say, hey, check out this record, you know, and you know, you become friends with them. You're making music with them. So so I think that's a biggie, you know, and, and like I said, it's something that you might not think right away. It's like, oh, you want to go with the person with the best mic collection or you want to go with the person with the best acoustics in the room and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, those are important factors for sure. But I feel like uh, compatibility uh, and personality are, are the biggest thing. That makes sense. <laughs> you got to like who yeah. you're working with and you're you know stuck in a studio for hours on end and you got to make sure you can get along. Yeah. And, you know, you'd be surprised at how many horror stories I've heard just because of that one problem and how Mm -hmm. a record can go complete south. And I'm talking from friends who have made big records that have chosen the wrong producers. Wow. I I could imagine that. That's uh, interesting. And have you had that experience? You know, I've been very, very lucky. Um, I've been very, very lucky in, in regards that I started off 
uh, in the late nineties. And, you know, the first producer I ever worked with was a guy named Brendan Benson, who's from Detroit, uh, plays in the Wreck and Tours with, uh, Jack White. Mm-hmm. And he had a studio on East Grand Boulevard. And it was one of those things where it's like, uh, he had a home studio. I liked his music already. And yeah, I had a great first experience. So I've been in the position where it's always kind of been money out of my pocket. So we were able to be choosy about who I worked with. So been pretty lucky in that regard. Okay. Um, now, is it normal to have a contract with your producer? Um, it depends. I mean, you know, I try to keep things as simple as possible. Okay. And, um, you know, my, I, you know, I'm, everybody's different. So, you know, a producer can can invest in the band a little more by saying, hey, I want X amount of points. I'm sure everybody's heard the thing points um, where you get a little bit of publishing and all that stuff. So I kind of don't believe in that. And, you know, it, it just just my personal opinion. I kind of like, you know, I'm an independent contractor. You're hiring me to give you this service. It's this amount of money per hour. We settle up at the end of each day. Everything's clean. You own everything. I'm paid for my services. Done. You know, mm. and and so that that's pretty easy. I just have a little, uh, a little, just like kind of internet contract here. If you schedule a date, um, you're therefore agreeing to da 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 and all that stuff. So it's very very light. It's very very simple, and um, it's it's not too. Uh, it's not too uh, professional. <laughs> so you're basically you're so. like a you're just like an employee. You're you know they're paying you, yeah. you have to do X, yeah. and when X is done, you're done. Yeah, I'm like a plumber. You know exactly. You <laughs> okay. come in. No, and and it's a great example. You know, it's like you hire a professional to come in and do a job. They come in to do the job. You you pay them for their service, and you know it's like, but it's cool because you can still say, hey, this plumber did this, and he's awesome, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and and that kind of thing. So you do your job with pride, and you know that that you know a happy customer is is the best thing for your business. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, definitely that's the way I try to look at it. Well, uh, with that in mind, uh, you mentioned earlier that you're you're co-producing with the artist, so. Uh, maybe you're on a smaller scale, but, um, you know, I don't know if you can talk about this or you know about this or not, but wouldn't there be royalty shares, you know, maybe like a, you know, a larger song or artist or something when it gets down to nitty gritty because you're helping, you're actually helping produce this. So would that right. be part of the, yeah. you know, more than just, well, you know, no, an employee? Right. Well, I mean, in, in the end, I mean, there's mechanical rights too, which 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 I would get a small percentage of. But like I said, that they're paying me for my production, so we are square when it comes to that. You know, mm-hmm. um, some, sometimes people have given me writing credit if I kind of help out with a section of oh. a song that may have not been developed enough, and then I kind of jumped in, and and then therefore I would get a percentage of the publishing. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the song, the nicest part about it is we're all squared away. But if a song does become successful or, or, um, which, which I've had a, a few, you know, become television theme shows and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. like that's free advertising at its finest, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, everything has always kind of come back, um, in the end. So, 
you know, if, if I wanted to get more of a chunk of like the publishing, like, let's say that, that a band has a really good shot at having a hit record, I might say, okay, guys, I'll give you half off my hourly rate for, you know, 10% of da, 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 or whatever, you know what I mean? So you can negotiate that before you start. But since I'm kind of like, uh, dealing with mostly independent musicians, I've definitely kept it more of just like, this is my hourly rate with that. You get engineer, producer, musician, you know? Okay. So, okay. Um, and you, and, and I apologize. I don't know this because I'm not on that end of things, but, uh, you actually, the producer does all the mixing as well, or is that somebody totally different? Well, it, it depends. Now, as a producer, I definitely like to mix as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's another aspect of it. There's mixing and mastering, which are the last two steps of making the record. So um, there are a lot of really great mixing engineers that are out there that that I've worked with in the past. And usually that's brought up by the band in that first conversation. It's like, do you want me to mix the record? Do you have someone in mind that you want to mix the record? Um, because I have to know because I will record it a certain way if I know I'm mixing it. And if I know someone else is mixing it, I might do it a little bit differently so it's prepared for them better. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. So all that's in that first conversation. And and, um, uh, But usually 99% of the time, I'm mixing the records that I produce. Okay. Um, And then even sometimes mastering it, which is mastering it the last step, uh, which is basically just getting all the songs like to a spot where they're consistent with each other and they fit within all the formats to play on Spotify and radio and CD and all that stuff. So there's a little bit of, a little bit of stuff you have to do to them uh, at the mastering process. But uh, I would say mixing is the biggie. Like that's the one where you really take all your ideas and, and you shape them together to get that final song. And when, if you are the producer, you know, when I'm working with artists, you know, I try to mix as I go to where like we're developing a finished sound as we record it, oh. you know? So like, let's say we have a guitar part with, um, we want some effects on it, some reverb or delay or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, Hey, let's just record it with it because we know this is where we go and we know this is what we want. Then it's done. And I feel like that is a huge, huge problem with, um, recording the recording industry as it is today. It's like, people are kind of afraid to make those decisions. They always use the term, well, we can just fix it in the mix, you know? And, and I kind of disagree with that because I feel like if you commit to that sound, that will influence what you add to it after the fact, you know what I mean? So like, let's say someone comes up with a rip and guitar part and, and, and the singer's like, Oh, that makes me think of this, or that makes me think of this. And, you know, and, and, all the great records that, that I love, you know, going back to the Beatles and, and the Stones and the Beach Boys and all that stuff, that's the way they had to do it. They had to get the sound right and print it to the tape. You know, they didn't have the choice of going back and editing it in Pro Tools later, you know. And so I just I just feel like there's just something uh, about finalizing and committing that makes it. Uh, better for the song. Did you ever find when you do something like that, that, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking of like, if you get on Facebook or social media and all of a sudden you're down the rabbit hole, that it's like, where did we start? You know, does that happen? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for sure. 
Yeah, and there's backtracking too, but but and the, there's there's a nice ten minute rule that I like too. It's like if someone wants to explore a new idea, let's give it ten minutes. And if we aren't getting anywhere in that ten minutes, we might want to just put it aside for a while, okay. you know. But if if there's potential there, we'll know in ten minutes, you know. So I like that. Kind of keeps the session. <laughs> kind of keeps the session flowing, and that's also part of the job. It's like you're in charge of of keeping things moving along, so we don't hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's like you know you can tell the band's like getting sluggish. We just did four takes of something, and they're not feeling it. And then I'll be like, "Let's go grab some lunch," <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like that. That's a, that you have to be able to read all those things, and that's another thing where personality comes into play, mm-hmm. where where um, you have to be able to comfortably suggest things like that. Like, you know, dude, you're, you're, you know, you're not feeling it right now. Let's get out of here. You know, let's go get a coffee or something. So, um, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta be able to read those things. Yeah. You don't want to be wasting their time and money and, you know, same on your end. If they're the creative juices aren't flowing, you need to change the atmosphere for a moment, at least makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's just something same thing that you develop over the years and, and every artist and band is different. We all have our own little quirks and all, you know, our, our sensitivities and stuff like that. So you got to tiptoe around some of these musicians. I mean, we're all creative types. We're very sensitive and no one wants their feelings hurt. So we got to be very <laughs> careful about it. And I'm, I am right in there with it. You know, I, I can, you know, I'm just as sensitive as anyone else when it comes to stuff like that. It's like, what do you mean you don't like that guitar idea? That's a fantastic idea. <laughs> and so, but it, if you laugh about it and you can shrug it off and and keep cracking away, then, then it's usually the best for everyone. So, yeah. Well, interesting, too, um, you know, as you are a singer-songwriter, you, you you do your own music. Do you produce your own music as well, or do you need someone else's perspective when it comes to that? Yeah, um, that is another great question, because I've kind of come to a point where I feel like I need a producer. Mm-hmm. I, I've done it myself for a long time, and um, I still... I'm still in a group called the legal matters with uh, Chris Richards and Keith Klingensmith uh, from the Detroit area. And then we, you know, we produce those records together. So it's not just me. So that's easy. I have two other bandmates that are there to, to take some of the pressure off. So, but when it comes to like an Andy Reed record, uh, it's getting harder and harder for me to produce myself because of the second guessing Mm. and the, unlimited options that where you can take a song. Yeah. And so I've actually been talking with a couple of people about uh, producing a solo record for me. That same thing did my research. They're solo artists that I really like their production sounds. I really like, and I can fully go to them and say, here's my song. Tell me what to do, you know, and, and be, and be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you need you need that second pair of eyes and you know ears more likely, but um, you you yep. need that. So and and you, you've if you've done so many of your own, they're going to start sounding the same. I would think. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I need you need inspiration. You know, and that's the whole thing is to make it fun. And if you're sitting down there beating yourself up over it, that's not fun. You know, <laughs> and I'd rather collaborate with someone who I really respect and appreciate. 
and have a great time doing it and have that experience, you know, and I'm going to learn from them, you know? So it's like, it's an investment on my end, even in my career and my job, I get to see someone else who does what I do work. And I might be able to pick up a thing or two that I can take back and use with other artists. You're always learning no matter what you're doing. So that's a good way to to see what they're doing. I'm sure they're thinking, Oh, this is a producer watching me. Oh boy. (laughs) You know, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it, it, it can be, it, but like I said, personality is everything. Yeah. You know, you got to go out there and just say, hey, man, you know, I'm going to be a stubborn jerk maybe once or twice. Just put me back in my place. I can take it, you know. <laughs> um, is it fair to say, and this will be interesting from the producer side here, is it fair to say that the producer is kind of responsible for the song's success? Or is that well, not fair? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I don't think it's responsible for the success because I think that um, success is such a tricky thing nowadays too. You know, it's like you know, there's there are so many great recordings that uh, it depends on how you measure success as well. Does that mean sales or Spotify plays, or does it mean the artist is happy? Because I would say success is for me is listening to a song and then turning around and seeing the artist smiling from, you know, ear to ear, mm-hmm. you know, that's success to me. Yeah. And that's what I'm definitely shooting for. You know, it's like, I want them to feel like this song came in a good song and it left a great recording mm. of that song. So um, as far as like, you know, and we'll go on to like, let's just say about the, the commercial success now. That's such a, a, a tricky one now because uh, of of the labels, the major labels shrinking and, and um, you know, the independent labels that there's been more popping up. And even like the legal matters, we, we got, we had a record put out on Omnivore uh, Recordings, which is, which is a, 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 an independent label out of Los Angeles. And even they were able to get us to sell a decent number of, of units. And I, when I'm say decent for an independent artist, that's around like, you know, 2,500. Well, that's nothing compared to like a Katy Perry record or something like that. So where that I would consider a huge success, you know, uh, commercially for us where we actually did not lose money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think it's all in the eye of the beholder for sure. Uh, But I think from my position, the the success I'm looking for is that person in the room with me being overwhelmed and happy with, mm-hmm. with what we did, you know? Yeah. You want to be able to lay your head on the pillow and say, I did the best I could. It sounds great. And <laughs> move on. Yep. Move on. Yep, exactly. Yep. And, and they're the ones that have to live with it. You know, it's like I said before, it's their name on it. So you want them to feel the best they can with what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, one of the huge problems you said was um, the artist saying, we can fix that later in the mix, which you don't agree with. Are there some other uh, problems, major obstacles when it you, you know comes down to the producer, you know, do, uh, when you're doing this actual song in the studio, any other major problems that come, you can run across? Yeah, I, I think that like, communication is everything so you'll even have band members that are afraid to sometimes 
talk to each other or call out each other. So sometimes <laughs> I'll have to be the bad guy. So I'll get like an email saying, you know, I really don't like from one band member saying, I really think this should be a part that, da, 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 and then another person saying, no, I don't think that should be there. So then it's like, okay, hmm. then I have to be the bad guy, you know, and maybe sit down with both of them and say, look, you know, this is something we can all talk about here. So sometimes communication can be a factor between band members for sure. Like that's one thing, you know, sometimes I'll get mixed notes from a guitar player saying, Hey, will you turn my guitars up? And then the bass player saying, Hey, will you turn my bass up? The drummer saying, turn my drums up. <laughs> it's like, you guys got to talk to each other because if I do everything you're saying, it's going to sound exactly the same as it sounds right now. <laughs> so you need to make these decisions as a band, you know? So, and I think that's one thing, you know, if, if you deal with a band or an artist that it is their first time making a record, you know, they don't, they might not know the process. So you have to kind of, uh, help coach them along and say, yeah, okay, so sit down with the record, uh, listen to it together, you know, point out the things that your concerns are, and then that way you have your three other bandmates there to discuss that with you and decide, is that really something we need to do or is that something we shouldn't do? So um, that that's the biggie for sure is, is communication and, and learning how to uh, get through all these processes of recording uh, as a group rather than just your individual concerns, you know, because everybody's going to have their individual concerns and, and, and they're all valid. They're all worth talking about. Mm-hmm. So as long as you just teach everyone to just get them out there on the table, um, it, it becomes a lot quicker and it becomes a lot easier to, to do. And you set, um, I mean, especially if they're paying by hour, is this part of the process and part of the, charge that you know we're going to discuss this and get everything out in the open right away uh, i would imagine that's part of the the fee well i mean if it's something that happens after the session it's like i don't i don't worry about it but yeah i mean it's definitely something they can do on their own time too so let's say uh like the situation is the album is done but they they have a few mixed concerns about like the guitar being loud enough. That's all stuff that they can. Yeah. I can help them through without charging them for sure. Yeah. You know, that's kind of after the, after the thing. And usually it's just an email or two and, and, and stuff like that. Now, if there's a conflict occurring in the room, you know, while I'm on the clock, it's just like, okay, cause then, then that, <laughs> I guess that is part of my hourly thing, but it all, it all depends on where and when for sure. Yeah. But the main thing is kind of before you go into that studio is have an idea, you know, and be willing to be open and make sure that you're, everyone's, you know, sharing the ideas and communicating. That's, that'll solve a yeah. lot of problems down the line. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect world. <laughs> so, but some <laughs> rarely does that occur. But you find with musicians that are a little more seasoned and have been doing it long, longer, and are more comfortable in the studio, it's it's a lot easier for yeah. sure. That's just a skill you have to develop as a musician, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it it definitely helps out for sure. And that's just like, yep, it just takes time, and 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 uh, it takes having good people by your side to help you through those things and not get not want to throw a guitar at them every time you have a have a <laughs> an argument you know so uh which has not happened i've seen drumsticks thrown but but never really? guitars oh. but, uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Luckily, I have a big rack of gear protecting myself from any of those things. So, um, but yeah, it's it, it's all it's all uh, it's all part of part of the deal. But yeah, communication is, is is everything. And and I feel like if a band is coming in, you know, we were talking about that process of picking a producer. It's the same for them. They have to get together. I'm sorry. Say that again. They have to... their expectations of everyone. And, oh, I'm sorry. I I feel like that's another thing that they can do beforehand is, is talk to each other and say, what are our expectations as a band and individually from each member? Okay. So you, you can kind of get a lot of those things done before you enter the room and it'll just be that much more smooth of a process. Well, you mentioned on your site that you have, you know, kind of a, you know, this is what we do and, and everything. It's almost like a little um, ebook of some sort before you go into a studio Here's what you need to know, kind of a thing, and it makes make it yeah. uh, a lot smoother. I mean, not that it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, not that your sessions aren't smooth. I'm not trying to impress that, obviously, but uh, you sound like it seems to work with everybody. And again, as you alluded to earlier, the whole thing is trusting and you know, and the personality and knowing that someone you can be in a room with for a while. I think the bottom line, right? Yeah, and. Well, and, and, and you know this and everybody knows this. It's like there's always going to be speed bumps. They're always going to be there. It's just a matter of how you get through those speed bumps. Mm-hmm. Is That's what's important. Yeah. We've covered a lot of stuff today, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's but been I wanna, fun. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to make sure I haven't missed anything. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of going to open it up to you to, you know, I threw out questions at you, you know, just – you know, kind of bombarded you with questions and everything, but maybe there's something else that you would like to say that I didn't touch on that uh, you want to make sure everyone is aware of. Well, I, I guess, I guess I don't know. I mean, I think that, um, I think we covered the, the bulk of it. I mean, it, it's, it's such a, I can, I can reiterate just the fact that like, you know, uh, like I said, the gear and, and, and the, the the room and the and all that stuff is like those are important factors to making a record but i definitely feel like the the compatibility and and finding someone that you're you're on the same wavelength with musically and that can mean you're like like the same bands that the producer likes but he doesn't he's never made a record like that you know so mm-hmm. you never know so um okay. yeah that that's about it i mean it's it's hard to I know I talk a lot, so I don't really know exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, it was all great stuff. So, um, but I want to make sure that people know, um, you know, how to reach you if they have questions or you know interested in finding out more about you and producing, uh, you know, their music. Uh, which before we go to that, real quick though, um, do you produce anything else besides music or bands? I mean, do you produce anything, you know, like, um you know, like uh, concerts or, you know, vocal or um, what's I want to say, spoken word or anything like that? Or is you strictly artist and music? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much artist and music. And, and on the side note, I have done like um, some film composition for a couple of uh, independent short films, which is fun. Um, and that's more on the songwriter side, you know, of things. Uh, um, so, uh, but as far as, you know, I have done a couple live things, but I try to, I try to keep it in, in the studio. It all mm-hmm. depends on if, if someone has a really interesting project that they need a recording engineer on, I'm always all ears. Yeah. And if it's something <laughs> that I feel like I can handle that 
it sounds interesting and I can handle the jab and do it a good way, then and then I might try it. You know yeah. what I mean? So I never would say anything to uh, to to say no to anything until I hear exactly what's involved. So okay. yeah, if someone has a good idea and wants to try something, give me a ring. And I have um, my website is uh, read r e e d recordingcompany dot com. And that's kind of like a one-stop shop for everything. It has uh, has some articles. It has a couple podcasts that it was on. Um, I'll probably definitely put a link to this on there, um, and some music to listen to, um, and and the credits of, of the records I've done in the past, and also my contact information and some uh, rate information on there as well. So okay. it's kind of got everything on there. You can go to readrecordingcompany.com and, and, and look around and and, uh, and everything's there. And and I did uh, check that out. And I want to say congratulations, those awards. You've got the uh, Review Magazine Best Recording Studio for uh, the last five years in a row. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, that's been a huge honor for me, especially because our, we have such a good, vibrant music scene around the Tri-City area. So that that definitely means a lot. That um, And a lot of that stuff is voted on by your peers and stuff like that, kind of like the Detroit Music Awards yeah. are. So, okay. um, yeah, that, th- those are – I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, well, good. That's <laughs> well, – you know, I saw that. I was like, oh, that's impressive. Okay. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, some kudos for you there. So, again – uh, readrecordingcompany.com. Uh, Andy Reed, uh, who we're talking to today, is uh, the guy who will answer all your questions there. Check it out. And um, I'm sure if someone contacts you and just has some questions, you would be able to direct them or help them out and, you know, find out what they need. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I, I definitely um, am all about all that stuff. Even if it's a recording question, um, I love talking nerd recording talk so <laughs> if you have a recording question same thing it's like i'm happy to geek out with you <laughs> i love that uh there must have been something in your younger your youth that uh got you on this path that's so that you yeah are so nerdy I, I, yeah i don't know i mean it was it was uh it was sitting with my mom and dad's two track tape recorder trying to pick out all the harmonies to the beach boy stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> doesn't every like other 13 year old kid do this kind of thing? <laughs> so, yeah, it started early. It started early. I really didn't start playing music till I was 19 though. So I kind of got a late start on the music thing, but I mean, I think the, the love and infatuation as a music appreciator was there from the get-go you know it just take, took yeah. a little longer to get it out of me so. <laughs> it's better late than never right right yeah. absolutely yep yep and I'm, i couldn't couldn't be happier I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones for sure well thank you so much for taking time out of your day today uh to talk with us here on um the business of the music business again it's uh andy reed we're talking to and just go to readrecordingcompany.com and uh, get some, uh, you know, check it all out, get all the answers that you might need or a uh, way to contact Andy if you so desired. Thanks again, Andy. We appreciate it. Thank you, Pam. It was a blast. I appreciate you uh, Let me be a part of this. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the business of the music business. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you would leave a review, that would be great. Find out more. Just follow me on Facebook and uh, my website, pamrossi.com. Have a great week.